Hey, good evening, Breakthrough. I'm your host, AJ Barrero, and I got my lovely co-host. Jennifer, hi, how you doing? Thank you for tuning in to the show. Um, we are going to be talking about a great topic here regarding about intuition, but also regarding about children growing up with the ability to seeing ghosts, seeing spirits, and having this kind of unlimited potential. Oftentimes when we grow up, we, we have these experiences of saying like, oh, you know, I have these near-death experiences. I have this feeling of knowing that, you know, mom and dad is, is going through a certain feeling. And oftentimes we don't know how to deal with these situations growing up. So a lot of, a lot of people always ask me, AJ, like, what is something that we can do to kind of help our kids or help our, our children kind of adapt to this energy? Or like, are they psychic? Are they intuitive? Are they picking up this ability? And I think some of them need to kind of understand of how to nurture it because I think when I was growing up doing this work, my family really never kind of allowed me to kind of do this work, kind of like being a psychic, being a medium. And it was almost me just being a very casual kid, a very unique kid. I always used to joke around with people telling like, I was a kid that used to play at school and I used to have an imaginary tree and used to have the wind as my best friend. You know what I mean? So there was a unique feeling that is there. Could you explain that unique feeling? I mean, it really kind of is an out of body moment, but... Do what, you have any details that you can remember? Well, most of it, I, I think, was just uh, knowing when the telephone was going to ring, knowing when things were going to happen, um, knowing what was going on in the family. So I think a lot of it was either one intuition stepping in or more, more of it was either one, am I just unique? And I think oftentimes when I was growing up in my family, I literally thought that a spaceship, a UFO kind of like dropped me off in the <laughs> middle, middle of the house and kind of said, you know, it like, this is where you belong. This is who you are. And to me, like... I thought it was normal. Like, you know, that's where I came into this work. I end up believing in, uh, you know, the UFOs and ETs and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? So it was a really unique experience for me. It wasn't that I chose this path. I truly believe that this path chose me. So you thought you were psychic. They thought you were psycho. Correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and, and that's kind of the gist of how things, you know, went with me. And over the years, I started developing the ability of trying, I guess, the ability to try to kind of figure out what this was. And to me, I thought it was normal. Oftentimes people growing up, they have like a near death experience again, or they have something traumatic or dramatic happen in their life. So mm -hmm. either their family comes from a point of view of either having drug abuse, you know, uh, alcohol abuse and things of that nature. So we kind of rely on those issues of saying, okay, this is maybe my traumatic or dramatic experience. And, or two, they have a, an accident or they see death, they die on an operating table, whatever these experiences are, it kind of triggers that ability to kind of go, huh, maybe there's something more there. So I think growing up into this work or kind of falling into this work, like I really have the ability kind of trying to figure out like, okay, what's real and what's not. And, you know, growing up with this work, I kind of have the ability to kind of see the, you know, the softer side of things and being a little bit more sensitive of how things were. So I, I think the part with me was understanding, okay, we are right-branded people when we come into this world. We work, we work with creativity, imagination, things of that nature. When we get older, we start working with our left side of the brain with this math, language, grammar, things of that nature. So I think the balance had to be there. And one, you know, you go to you know kindergarten, junior high school, so on and so forth, your ability kind of gets like flushed. It kind of gets cluttered with all the right. logic side of things. And I think the biggest part with this is that we have to realize like, hey, if we just nurture the right side, the creativity side, that ability will still kind of peek out and still be there. And I don't think many of us are aware of the situation that's going on here. So I, I think it's about kind of like just, again, fine-tuning that ability. Right. Um, it's really, you know, interesting that you had the ability to see that you needed to look deeper into that because I think most intuitive experiences that people have in their life, um, they don't really know the difference until like they look back in hindsight and go, oh, yeah, that was a unique moment. Can you explain how somebody could tap into that 
you know, how is it an awareness? How do you, how do you tap into that consciousness of knowing like when it's a gut feeling or when you're just making something up? You know, I think a lot of things for me when I was growing up, I was making it up. Like I truly felt I was making up this information. <laughs> like I was like, there's no way I can be tapped in this information. There's no way I'm tuned to this vibration. So I kind of figured like, I'm, I'm just a good guesser. I'm just guessing all this information. There's no way this is like a true connection. So I think over the years for me, it was just trying to dig up everything and trying to take everything in like a sponge. You know, when I was growing up, I was fortunate in high school when I met my mentor, but I was reading every book, you know, I can find it in my public library and my school library. And plus my school library back then, which was a long time ago. And so <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. So it was a while ago, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a while ago. And I think it only had maybe had like maybe five books on like, you know, new age, what they call it back then or, or, or religion. It just depends on where they put it at. And, you know, the books were like from the 1970s and so on and so <laughs> yeah. forth. And I'm like, really like this, this is what's going out. But you know what? I was born in 84, so I wasn't really that old, but I think it was about growing up and trying to understand the work and trying to understand out-of-body experiences and, and auras. And and to me, my parents thought I was a freak, and I still think they think I'm a freak, you know, so, well, you which is are. which is why <laughs> which is why we come into the black sheep in the family. Dang you know it, I mean? you, did you just take the words out of my head that I was just going to say that if you dressed up as a ghost, you'd be the black sheep in the family? <laughs> <laughs> so it just really depends on how we kind of look at things. You know, I always joke around with people, you know, we always have like an Uncle Joe, you know what I mean? The Uncle Joe is always you know, a drinker or the Uncle Joe is always a crazy one. And I think when I refer to it as the Uncle Joe is like, you're kind of like the unique one in the family, like the black sheep. But like, did you have all these different experiences that you couldn't explain? Did you sense things, feel things, hear things and, and not know how to control it or didn't know what it was? Like I have people that send me emails constantly saying like, you know, I've never been on medication. I don't have any issues with mental um, stability, illness, yeah, yeah. illness or so on and so forth. And I'm like reading these, I'm like, wow. People really think they're going crazy. And I yes, yeah. And I think that's that's the thing is that like people need the clarity of what this work is truly about. It's not about to say, you know, hey, your loved ones, they miss you, they love you, blah, blah, blah. Great. That is great to hear. Mm -hmm. But that's not about the work. The work is about understanding it and getting a little bit more awareness of how we can develop this ability or hone into this ability. So kind of think this this show as as a platform where you can kind of get a little bit more self-awareness or having seeds planted each time that you tune in it's almost like oh a little aha moment that you can share with a family member your son your daughter you know it doesn't matter what age it is i mean oftentimes you know kids grow up from it like eight or nine ten they kind of lose that side of things so it just really depends on how far you want to share the seed you know and share this information i mean i have you know with some some of your family members in some sense are are closed off to it some of them are, are very open to it so it just really depends on where they stand and it's the same household it's the same way of growing up right but it's different views of growing up well i mean wouldn't you say the same is for your family too or are they all pretty open to this i, I think now that i'm pretty open with it i mean i've when i started the show i started at 19 years old you know in burbank in la and you know it wasn't my main thing to kind of do this show you know what i mean and it kind of came back to full circle you know years down the road of where i am today so it's almost like those aha moments it's one of those moments of where they realize like okay this is not a phase. This is not something that he's going through. This is what he's doing. Like my mom thought for years, this is a phase that I'm going through. I go, mom, this is not a phase. Like this is my career, you know? And she would always tell people, oh, my son's a consultant. 
He's a consultant. And, <laughs> and then you get those nosy people. A consultant for what or for who? Oh, of course. And, and she goes, uh... uh, uh accounting numbers. Uh, accounting. Taxes. I'm a tax man. I'm a tax man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a social worker. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm a light worker. I'm know. a light worker. It's easier that way. <laughs> so it, it depends on, on the views again and how people kind of see things. And I've been very blessed and very fortunate with my whole family kind of coming into this work. I mean, again, them not being a true believer in this work and not having a true understanding of what this work is all about because they grew up from um, religion, you know, Catholicism, the whole background, the whole nine yards. And with me, I came from that background as well. So it was almost like taboo to kind of walk into this work and realize that, oh, yeah, this is not right. We shouldn't talk about this in the family. We couldn't do this. We couldn't do that. So it became a thing that I had to make my own self-discovery of what this ability was and, and, and truly still being the black sheep in the family. I mean, I'm 30 years old now, you know, so, you know, during the time this, this was very pivotal was in probably junior high school. I, I think in elementary, it wasn't as much there. I think it was more so the, the fascination of it, but junior high school, everything kind of started changing there. See, in junior high school, I think people at recess were playing Pogs, right? Like that was like a really popular game. <laughs> Pogs, that was and so you're long reading ago. <laughs> tarot cards? Like, I, I don't understand that. So don't you think it's like more of an intuitive moment for yourself that you already had an inkling to look further into this work? I, I don't know. Was I, it a calling or was it something that you actually had to delve into and read more about it, educate yourself, and then see what is reality and what's, what's not? You know, because it's, kind of like you're this unique breed where at 10 years old you're you're wanting to like debunk psychics on tv or something <laughs> you know, just to me like i wasn't thinking of that at that age even though it did resonate with me the abilities that they could speak you know to the other side so i mean what was that like really for you once you discovered it like do you remember you know you said you guessed a lot but do you remember the moment where you're like oh like it's clear that you had this unique ability that you really needed to like go further with i don't think there was ever a moment that i thought I had to go further with it because here's the reason why is that when this whole thing happened was it wasn't that I was trying to debunk mediums or psychics I was trying to understand right what this work was about like you know you see them on tv and even to this day like I don't I don't know like you know I saw them on Sally Jesse Raphael Jenny Jones like you know the older shows way back in the days and I saw great mediums and colleagues in this field like Charmaine Golis, James Van Prague like these individuals kind of did truly pave the way of understanding what this mediumship was about. And, you know, the when I was growing up, it was like really, really taboo for them to kind of be Still on is. TV and do the work. But for them to kind of pave this path for someone such as myself to do this work, I kind of got to give thanks and, and give kind of like the thank you for what they kind of done for me, but for other people who are like-minded in the work. So, I was going to say it's like a community, huh? Ab absolutely. It's kind of like the psychic community, psychic network. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it, it truly is. And, and I think like people that are truly doing the work out of, good intention, good light. Oh, yeah, they're, they're going to be doing the right thing on the right path from themselves, but all the, for other people, again, like planting that seed. So for me, of, of doing this work, once again, is that it's, it wasn't about like searching for it. I think it kind of like naturally came to me. Found you. Yeah, because it, because my parents, again, they weren't so like, you know, gong-ho with this work. They weren't like, AJ, you know, you got to do this work. You got to focus on this. And that's not my mom, though. But that wasn't like the impression I, of my that dad. That would scare me if she <laughs> had that <laughs> voice. <laughs> <laughs> but, there's a, but there's a part of it, though, that my, my parents were very strict, you know, growing up with this work. And with them not knowing anything about it, it's, it really was a blessing that to have media outlets, you know, to kind of teach me rather than having my family saying, don't listen to it, don't do this, don't do that. I mean, I remember growing up and my mom telling me, 
on TV, you know, um, like that Sylvia Brown had like an HBO special that she was doing and mm-hmm. she would call me in the room. Oh, watch this. Come here, watch this. And my mom wasn't oh, like, so she was kind of like into it too. Well, it was almost like she had it because I was so fascinated with it. And oh, well, that's cool. I, but I think she was also like kind of freaked out with the work, you know, because well, I, I think a lot of people are, well, especially when you get read and never had a reading before and you come from like a very strict background. My whole family was like, uh, how did that happen? Yeah, we need to get a priest in here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We need to do do exorcism. Right, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's interesting to be the black sheep, I guess. I don't know. I I don't feel like I am, but I'm definitely unique. And I do have, the like, I guess the abilities to tap in where we would think, oh, I thought of that person yesterday and they called me. But, like, everybody says that they experienced something like that. Absolutely. But but I don't know if everyone sees it as... um, intuition right you know a lot of people say oh you know that's psychic ability that's psychic work or that's a mediumship ability i don't think it's either i I think you're tuning into a vibration to a frequency which is intuition and which is the knowledge that you have there so you're kind of working with it on a different level and communicating with energy which is either your higher self and your higher self could be the divine and your divine can be a god buddha buddha allah whatever it is and i think it's about making that connection with your with your inner soul you know what i mean and knowing that you know this is what i'm listening to and this is what I'm connecting to, and not overanalyze the information. I think the more that you overanalyze it, you go like, "Right, myself, freaking Are crazy." It? Yeah, right. I know, <laughs> but I still think that a lot of people feel crazy still because they're not really sure, like, what does this mean? If they're feeling crazy, I should have been locked up in a nut house <laughs> 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 for what I'm doing. Seriously, I mean, there, there's a point of it that I was like, I mean, and you got to think about that. I mean, even going to that level, like people, like kids now are are labeled immediately with ADHD, ADD, with yeah. all these different things, and you know, people that are, labeling, you know, exactly. yeah, it, they're labeling and they're popping drugs and pills and steroids. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician, obviously. So I can't really talk about that. But I, I don't believe that you should right away just give these kids these things. No, I mean, may, are, are they are they truly tapping into a higher frequency That's of vibration that is there? And I, and I do believe that. I mean, we were just doing an investigation at, at our private home last night. And this little girl that was there, I mean, she was so wide eyed. So I alert. Know, amazing. Like and, an adult. Yeah, it's just like she's an old soul. Like definitely. she definitely was an old soul that. when when she came here. And so, which kind of made me kind of like change the whole purpose of, of the show. What I was originally going to do. And I think like when things happen like that, they just happen. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, like we have things set up in life, and sometimes the things that we have planned for life doesn't obviously work that way. So you got to kind of be go with the reins and go with God and go divine and got to trust what feels being, right. Absolutely. And I felt this was right because like. All the parents, all the children that I work with, but also the age range. I mean, I'm 30 years old, but I also have a lot of teenagers, a lot of kids that kind of look up to my work because of how I can relate to them, you know. And plus, I still look like a kid, so thank God. You I know? know, you have good genes there. You know what <laughs> I Gotta keep... thank my parents. <laughs> I got it from my mama. Um, you know what I keep hearing in my head, AJ? What? Let your freak flag fly. <laughs> Say that ten times. Fast. I've just. Can you please get out of my head? All right, you're not you're not welcome anymore. Like, can we get you to check out of this hotel? Check out. <laughs> no, but if you if you're the one that stands out of the flock, right? Are we like are we embracing the black sheep? Where the the one black sheep out of the white flock of sheep and think outside of the flock? Yeah. No, I mean, is that what we're really talking about here, or is it like where people feel so weird, like that, what you're saying, where they feel like they're going crazy? Like, how can we help? people who are dealing with something like that well part, part of that is, is about taking the baby steps getting there so how often do you feel crazy meaning like how often I'm like, are was you that a hypothetical question <laughs> <laughs> am i supposed to answer that she's like wait hold on <laughs> so here's here's the thing with that is that 
Meaning like how often are you having these experiences? Is it like that you're having them with telephones or you're having them, which is like guessing the information or knowing that it's there when people call them coincidences. I don't believe in coincidence. I do believe they're divine connection, the way you're connecting with spirits. So it just really depends on how you make the connection. Second of all, are you feeling things? How are you making the connection? Okay. Yeah. Are you feeling the information? Meaning that are you feeling like as if someone's around you? Do you feel like someone's sitting by your bed? Oftentimes I get emails from people saying or people tell me in a reading afterwards that they feel like someone was sitting at the edge of their bed or someone was on top of them. You know, so all these different things. So does it come to us in certain ways then? Because I personally really haven't ever experienced anything like that. Like it's already somehow like implanted into my head this information, have no idea where it came from. And it's just there, right? Whereas opposed to like other people get touched and, and they have things move. And do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, is it the same thing? It's just um, different types of ways to speak to us if it's in spirit? No, I, I think it's about how you're honing into it. Okay. Meaning that how you're paying attention to it and how you're controlling the issue. And when I say an issue, it's meaning like these are issues that should, that are happening in your life, which mm-hmm. is like making you go crazy, making you not pay attention at work that you where you have ADD. So also you're working on your computer. Also, you realize like, Oh, I just saw something walk by. Okay, so, right. Yeah, so it's about like... Ooh, like my ears ringing right now? Yeah, like like that. Like all that stuff you got to pay attention to. So obviously spirit is trying to speak to you. A ringing in the ear, either one, go go to the doctors, get checked up. <laughs> I haven't gone swimming in a while. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's waterlogged. <laughs> or two, there's some sort of ability that's happening here. So, But what do and, you and, and, do and, with that though? But like, this, but, okay, so what? My ear's ringing. Like God's trying to talk to me. What... <laughs> But that's spirit. But, you know? <laughs> but this is spirit. Then this is a beautiful part. This is spirit's way of communicating with you at this very moment, saying, "Okay, listen to what's going on. Listen to what's being said. And how are you going to be a portal for people? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of spirit's way of working with you. And you know, at times, you know, I would always freak out as a kid when my ears would ring. I'd be like, "What the heck? What what is this noise?" It happened to me my whole life, and it wasn't until like I happened to see that it was like a level of ascension or something. <laughs> and I know this is probably going sidetrack. Oh boy. <laughs> But do you remember those tests <laughs> when you're a kid? You have the headphones on. This is what this reminds you of Wait, right here. Sorry, this what? You hear the noise in your right ear. Raise your hand. The no- noise in the left ear. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Both the hearing ears. Test? <laughs> yeah. I never heard anything. I was like, "Hello." I think my. <laughs> I think it's broken. <laughs> There's times when I didn't even need. I would it. just push the button. I'm like, "Yeah, I think that was something." <laughs> Me too. I was like, uh, "I don't know," but I hear ringing. <laughs> I was like that was that a knock or was that just my brain talking? They would tell my parents, Your son scored unusually high on his test. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> so are you telling me they told you the answer? Right. No. Is that how you passed all your, your tests? Then? No, I was I'm a I was a bad test taker. You would think like being psychic or something that just, yeah, it, it would brilliant. help. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was good at math, good at science, but n- not good. Not good at taking tests. Not good. Me neither. No. I mean, come on. Bad. It's always D, all of the above, right? I think it's anxiety, though. Well, yeah. That, and it, that's a perfect area that you go into as well. Yeah, it's With true. kids having anxiety growing up. I think, I think it gives us anxiety to think that we're hearing things or not hearing things, or is that supposed to be a message we're supposed to be? I mean, come on, really? You have to think about, like, reality and what's not real? That's just overload. Yeah, so you just kind of, like, put it on the back of your mind and say, okay, it's not there, it's not there. And it's easier to do that, like... You know, talking about, again, with kids having a near-death near death experience or having something traumatic or something going on in their life, okay. like, there's a moment of them that they have to kind of go back and experience that, like, is this what caused it or does something else cause it? Meaning, like, is it that I truly want to do this work or is it that I was born into this world already to this work, but my family or people shut me off to not do it or, uh, I, or yeah. I was educated? Like, you know, like, again, like, my, my parents kind of 
allow me to do this work. And at the same time, like, no, don't do it. Let's not talk about it. So it was almost, I was walking this fine line. I kind of felt like, what do you call it? Johnny Cash. What is that song? I walked the line. line. (laughs) Have you ever tried, by the way, have you ever been pulled over and you have to try to walk the line? Like it's hard. So I'm like, if I I try to do this sober, I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're all, oh, you're going, hey, pull over. Like we're going to arrest you now because you're just totally blew it. But no, I'm just saying walking the line, like it is a fine line between well, even when they tell you to say your ABCs backwards, I can't even say them when I'm sober. I mean, I can't even say it forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I always look, I'm like, L-M-N-O-P. Like, you know, which one comes <laughs> Random thoughts. I know. I mean, hey, we'll be here all day. No, but really walking the line, it is kind of a, a thin line. Um, I don't know when we're going to talk about some experiences that we've had with this, but I could definitely say that I have had people call me in the psychic sense, to tell me that they're going to die. But I don't know that they're going to die. I just wake up and they're dead. So it's almost like a dream, like a psychic it's call. It's like the, a no. It's, it's almost like, like a call from the from Yeah, heaven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heaven. Yeah, but it's, it's just strange because you think, oh, I got to go call someone. And then you don't. And then you feel bad, like, did I kill him because I didn't call him? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. But I, I think those are moments that actually people experience and people go through. Grief it, or like like thinking that they were responsible. Yeah, like, like, like they hear the phone call, you know, or they or they get the phone call. Like for me, I can talk to that as an own personal experience for me. Like mm-hmm. I had a, I had a friend of mine that ended up calling me, calling me, calling me, and you know I was working in retail at the time, and he ended up um, saying, "Let's hang out, let's have you know, let's get together, and so on and so forth after work." Well, I never really got together after with him. Never called him back for like maybe a couple weeks later. You know, I said, "Hey, I'll get back to you. We'll hang out." And it wasn't until, like, I think one day that he just was diagnosed with, I think, like, lung, was it lung cancer and or kidneys. And he just died within, like, a couple days. Mm. And But he didn't even know that he had it. He just felt like his body was hurting and he had headaches and so on and so forth. So he passed over very quickly. But I think there's a part of it that when things like that happen is that do you feel guilty for it? Is it is it spirit's way of kind of saying, like, it's Wait. you to make that connection? So I think it's about having those experiences but to learn from them. But also as a kid growing up with him, like with me, like when I was growing up doing this work, like I would always like guess like how many pieces of, of mail would be coming in. Like, what? Yeah, trust me. I was a Freak. weird. I was a weird kid. Freak flag. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> OK, there's five envelopes coming today or there's three. OK, it's going to be like that. I, I would never guess. But like, don't you get mad when you like for, or were you always on point? No, I was never on point. You're like, oh, God, <laughs> I said four, but I went with three. And that's that <laughs> test taking thing, again. you know, doubting it. Absolutely. But these are the things that you have to do. I mean, even people can do this now with their kids or have their kids, you know, kind of guess how many emails will come in today. Like it will be 10 emails that you get or how many will be, you know, from a family member or so on and so forth. So um, so there are different things that I feel like it's kind of like a way of spirits trying to kind of get your attention, trying to connect with you, saying, OK, this is my link to you. So I think it's about like you being aware of what you're tapping into. And if the kid is aware of what he's doing and what he's tapping into by having these good guesses, they're not good guesses. I, I do believe they're, they're these crystal children, the indigo children. I mean, they're, they're born here to do this work. And there's a lot more of them now than when I was born. So I, Why I ju- do you think that is? Is the veil getting thinner? Yeah. It, it's, are we becoming more aware? Are we I, tapping in? I, I think we, we, we have evolved into in the spirituality sense. You know what I mean? We have evolved to understand what this whole work is about and coming into it. I mean, you have other mediums that have been doing this work for a number of years and have had... had this kind of success of knowing this has been good, meaning like they've been doing good work. And so it wasn't that it wasn't right 
at the time, it wasn't right of knowing what this work is about, if, if, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think people knew about it or they had the fear of knowing about it. I think, like, over the years, people got educated about this work and had a little bit more awareness. Yeah. It became normal in some sense. And it to me, it's kind of somewhat more, uh, I guess, accepted. commercial. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I think that that's kind of the way of it. And I think people need to kind of understand what the work is about and, and not just saying, oh, it's a crock of BS. It's just this. It's just that. And people are always going to have their own opinion. So this Fear is not. Base. Yeah, this this is not going to be you know my way of showing my belief or my religion down anyone's throat at all whatsoever. This is a free show. This is a, you know anyone coming on talking about from from everything from doctors to physician you know doctors to psychics and to physics and to everything else. So it's it's going to be a mix of things. But right? but if there's if this is going to be a way to kind of plant the seed and plant the awareness, then hey, I'm going to do it. I dig it. I totally believe in evolution too, since we are ninety nine point nine percent DNA of chimpanzees. Has that ever made you think anything like we're weird or how do we like how are we not in the forest <laughs> and we're the ones with these like developed minds who get to like guess about whose grandma's gonna call them? Anyways, I'm just saying that evolution you have to tap in, you have to like really kinda understand the concept first and then educate yourself from there. But you have to be open to it. Absolutely. And kind of same thing with this work. Absolutely. It's the same thing with this work is that I don't think you, you can ever know everything about this work. How could I mean, you really truly know any, like everything ever? I don't like, are can. we supposed to know that? No, I, I think it's kind of like, what do you call it? Um, like, like a diagram, you know what I mean? There's a path or, or a blueprint. There's a path of how things are going to be laid out to you. But I don't think you're going to fully you know, know everything about this path. Is that You go over the, the months and years of learning these little missions of what you're going to do. It's kind of like, I can't think of the, of, of the game. I'm not a big gamer, but I can't think of it. It's like um, Men of Honor or Medal of Honor, you know, where these on, they're on the missions and mm -hmm. kind of like fighting, defending themselves and things of that nature. So it's almost like kind of like a game that you're playing, but life is not a game. It's about kind of learning these lessons and walking away with them and evolving within these lessons. So yeah, it, if we were that cerebral about things, I don't think we'd really actually truly experience life the way that we should. Or experience intuition and psychic abilities and mediumship abilities. So it just really depends on the energy that we're connected with. And I think Spirit's Way is trying to say, okay, Hey, I got your attention. This is what I'm going to tune into. So basically, you have to get your brain to be in harmony with the wisdom of your mind. I, I would say so. I would say so. Because there's a difference, right? It's like mind over matter, not brain over matter. Well, or, or more so trust and patience. I mean, the, the amazing part walking that's in. So, that's like faith-based, though, trust, right? I think the amazing part, though, today was walking in the studio. I, what I've always learned in life was having patience. And when I walked in the studio, one thing I saw today was, I think with a sign over over the door here, it's that patient or patient. You know what I mean? So, I, so there's a part of it that I was like, ah, oh, okay, I get it. So it's almost like Spirit's Way still working with me. You know what I mean? So, well, what I mean, what more of the patient? Patient for what? With Spirit. You with to, Spirit only be, directly. So you already knew that it was supposed to oh, be with. Well, because I had a hard time learning how to ground myself. I had a hard time trying to understand this work. I had a hard time. It is to, hard to understand it still. Well, <laughs> I and, mean, that, right? and that's what I had to learn was just be patient with it and have patience with it. And learn how to ground yourself. And so these are things that we, we want to cover is like, how do you ground yourself? It's through meditation. I don't know how to meditate. Kind of think of meditation. We meditate on a daily basis. And I don't think most of us know that we're doing that. Just like we think we see shadow people, but there was no one even standing there. So therefore it doesn't exist. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. A meditative state could be reading or driving or listening to music, um, yoga, exercise. Yoga, kundalini, walking on a treadmill. All these different things are a form of meditation, but it's how you do it. And how you ground yourself. So if you're releasing yourself from these thoughts and from these energies, which are good and bad, meaning not from energies of, of spirit and so on and so forth, okay. but the energies of what's holding you back, what's holding you down. And so okay. if it is like about, you know, I'm not going to get this job or I'm not going to get, you know, this new 
gig that's coming up or what, whatever whatever the situation is or you're worried about your relationship or you're worried about these your family's problems it, it's not about like holding on to them and, and trying to be the fix-it person mm-hmm. but it's about you releasing that energy and not holding down from it but so, how do you understand it if you just completely let go of it and release it because it doesn't own you but sometimes you have to have a logical perspective about those kinds of things to know if you're in the right place absolutely and if you've done everything you in your power to kind of fix it and you can't do anything about it. It's about spirit's way kind of saying, okay, what is the lesson that I'm learning in the moment? And is this part of me? Is this owning me right now? And I think it's about you kind of like either detach yourself from that feeling and, and doing what the work needs to be done. And if the, if the work has already been done, saying like, okay, there was a fight in the family mm-hmm. and the sibling's not talking to the other sibling or it's not talking to the parent or so on and so forth. Is right. that one's being stubborn, the other one's saying, okay, I'm trying, to, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. At that point, that energy needs to kind of let go and saying, okay, I've done anything in my power to make this communication clear and I'm going to try to release this energy and try to walk away from it. You know what I mean? So, so I think there's a part of it that it's spirit's way kind of saying, okay, we're going to move on past this. We're yeah, gonna... But that's learned behavior too. I mean, because the person who stops trying, are they being stubborn or are they just done because they know that they had invested so much, you know, cause some people maybe will never come around ever. So it doesn't even matter if you're trying or not. Yeah, well, it does. It does matter because there are people that. But then, will, do you keep trying, keep trying? No, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Right. You release yourself from that energy. Completely. That, yeah, because that's not you. Because. But is that dealing with it? Like, is that life's lesson to to give you a chance to just say, oh, okay, just drop this one. That's okay. Karma will. No, you you were nice or you tried. You know what I mean? I don't think it works that way. I don't think karma works that way. No. But when you're talking about like social upbringing or just like the way that people cope, like coping mechanisms oh yeah there are people that sit in front of me that are coping for 12 years 17 years oh, they're passing that's tough. and they sit with a session with me for an hour or 30 minutes or whatever the thing is and they walk away feeling okay i have had therapy i've done this and done that that's the best thing i could have done for myself so i think it's part of it but they had the closure though so if you're talking about where you sometimes have to release the energy completely because it's just no good for you yeah or it's toxic that's part or whatever of closure. i mean i guess if you don't get it it could still be closure because you're still waiting for the other person to go like, hey, what happened? Why are we not talking? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Well, you can let something own you or you can let it okay. be released from you. Meaning and like that, you lose sleep over it versus yeah. like whatever. Why, why lose sleep first? over someone else's issues or someone else's problems? You know what I mean? Why is lose sleep over like. But isn't it directly to... affecting you that you would want to have that if, relation maintained? But if you, if you allow it to affect you. Hmm. Interesting. Hard concept for me. <laughs> I, I think it's because I think there is a difference between just going, oh, that doesn't bother me versus saying, like, no. it does bother me, but I don't have control over it. Well, first, there's steps that you take to try to fix this situation. Right. But then it's like, OK, if I'm going to keep calling and they don't answer, then do you keep calling? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Right. Because if, if I make the effort to try and try and try and try, right. try, what's the purpose of doing it? I don't know. But what's the purpose of the, the, the experience in itself? It's to learn from it. What did I what did I do? And my past cause. But why can't they just say that, right? Because if you don't get that response, then it's like you're still stuck with like your own crazy head saying, oh, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. And how do we go on this tangent of this? I have no idea, <laughs> really. Intuition and knowing like, intuition and knowing like when to just, we just release your energy. We basically. just branched and plowed another acorn is what we did. There you go. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's, those are the like everyday struggles where it's like, can spirit help you with something like that? Because that's a common thing where people are like, well, that person's being stubborn. They're shutting me out. I can't, I can't really come to a, you know, conclusion to the situation. So you just release it. That I get. 
but I'm just wondering when the takeaway is like, when did they ever come back? Maybe it's like 10 years from now. And also when you're honing into your intuition, you may not understand that you had an intuitive moment 10 years ago until you reflect on it. Right. Or are you just like this aha moment where you're like, oh, that was an intuitive moment. Oh, that's intuition too. Are you Absolutely. And we'll talk that, talk about that on the next show. Though. Perfect. But that's something we'll talk about. That's a good segue then. All right. We're going to be taking a phone call um, from an individual that actually submitted a question regarding the intuition, regarding, regarding children's abilities and so on and so forth. So stay tuned. If you're listening to Breakthrough, we'll be right back. You're listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera. All right, we're coming back to the phone lines. We actually got Jill from Huntington Beach on the phone lines here. Hey, Jill, this is AJ. How can I help you? Hi there. Hi, AJ. Hey, um, so I was just wondering, I have a, a little guy who has been seeing energy and, and feeling it and hearing some things, and I would just like to know if you can tell me uh, what's going on around him, uh, what's happening with him, anything that can help us kind of alleviate some of his worry and his fear. That, that's a great question, Joe, and I'm, I'm glad that we have you here. Now, how old, how old is your son? Is he like around like eight, nine, or is he younger than that? Yeah, he's nine. Okay, so here, here's a part about it. So this is probably part of intuition kind of stepping in here, and we were just talking about this on earlier on the show here, is that children with disability, they're born into this world working you know, with the right brain and, and, and so on and so forth, which is the creativity, creativity working with, you know, the psychic work, intuition, so on and so forth. And then when they get older, they start going to school, they start going into learning knowledge, math and all that good stuff, is that the intuition part kind of goes on the back burner. So here's the thing, Joe, is that I feel like with your with your child is that he's definitely kind of like working with more so the spirit energy. And when I mean spirit energy is that it's either like he's born with it. He's already born in this world where we talk about crystal children or indigo children. And I think a lot of things needs to happen with him, first of all, which is grounding and understanding what he's feeling and what he is sensing. So if he's experiencing maybe shadow people or seeing, you know, things that are in his room or seeing different balls of colors like blue and green and so on and so forth, I think he needs to kind of like understand what he's seen and not be fearful of it. Is there any fear w- with your child? Yeah, he's very afraid. Uh, most of the nights he sleeps in our room on the floor because um, that's usually when he hears things. Um, and then he's just, he's seeing people out and about. He's seeing people out at the park. And um, when people play music, he sees white energy. Oh, wow. Around their hands. And he's seeing, um, you know, family pets. So so, so that so the, here's the amazing part, though, is that your son is definitely in, definitely in tune. I mean, this is, I would call him probably uh, a crystal child, which is already born in this world already having knowledge of it, but doesn't know how to control it. So I think the grounding aspect would be a great, great thing for him. Um, if there's a way that you can somehow teach him how to meditate or teach him how to like draw what he's experiencing, which is kind of like a form of meditation. It's almost like the art of healing or healing through art of mediumship or psychic intuition. So tell your son to say, okay, what are you seeing and who are you seeing and what are the messages that you're receiving and what do they want to tell you? Oftentimes when we see our loved ones, and for me, I can speak for it from growing up with it, is that I saw my great grandfather who I never met in my life. And I ended up describing it to my mom, telling her what he looked like and so on and so forth. And she goes, that is my grandfather. And so I didn't know what he looked like. So I think there's a part of it is that when you start working with this ability and start nurturing it and not pushing it away, 
I think he's going to have a little bit more fine-tuning ability of honing into not having the fear. Because once the fear is there, he becomes very vulnerable to the energy. And it's almost like a, a moth to a light. It, it will go to it. It will be attracted to it. But at the same time, if it gets if it lands on the light bulb or something, it gets too hot, it will kind of like fly away from it. So I think sometimes your, your son gets too close to this energy of knowing that this is real at the same time he freaks out and pushes away at the same time so it's about gaining this control and not being this live wire of picking up all this information and little ways of doing it is like you know taking him home from school or having him home at school with you or or um in the backyard something that's going to be peaceful that he can kind of have some peace of knowing that this is real and this is not something that he's making up or this is not something that you know that is not right for him so if he if he has um a great support system that is there, which is huge. I, I think there wouldn't be anything wrong with him. Now, the, the amazing part, though, that, that I see with, with your child is I get a lot of orange energy around him and yellow energy, which represents communication. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does fall into the work of like humanitarian, which would which probably would be in a way of like healing people, but through healing people um, through speaking. You know what I mean? So I think there's going to be a form of that. You know what I mean? Sure, and, sure. And, and so there's a there's a light energy that is there now real quick joe is there also a, a doctor or the person who's a medical around you right now um that's what he says he wants to be okay <laughs> okay so here's the thing is that they're bringing up medical around around you right now so if that's what something he's going to go into i feel like he's going to have a way of working in the medical field or working into some sort of healing energy and and even more amazing about this i wouldn't surprise wouldn't be surprised if if he's interested in like Reiki or, or shamanism, which is he, a different form of healing. So mm -hmm. um, that would be something to look into because if okay. he's seen like energy and especially white energy with music, music is a form of vibration mm -hmm. that is sent from spirit or, or sent up to spirit where he is communicating. But I do feel like his guides are definitely backing him up, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does have a master guide that is like a, a, a medicine woman or like a chief, um, someone that's going to be very, astute in, in the field of medical which is why at this young age he feels this way i mean as a kid i never said i'm going to be a doctor i'm never going to be this nor at a kid did i say yeah. i want to be psychic or a medium so sure. go for, go sure. figure but i think this is a path that spirit put him on now also is your is your mom's mom still here please joe Yes, she's here. Okay, because I need I need to bring up him and her. Now, I don't know if there's a strong communication that he sees with her or talk with her, but I feel like there's a lot of medical that he's like almost making me feel like I need to put around her. So is your grandmother okay right now? Uh, my grandmother's 101, and she is, uh, yeah, you know, she's not, she's not doing too great, but... So, so to me, I, that would only represent that she is living a good life, basically. So, and, and I feel like there's a big communication of healing that needs to be sent to her. So maybe perhaps that he's picking up maybe some sort of energy of what she's going through. Not that she's going to pass over, but maybe he's experiencing some pain or some sort of um, emotional energy. Because I feel like there's a, there's a unique connection that is there. But it's not him so much talking with the other side. I think it's what he's picking up, which is more so the emotion of people, which is very clairsentience. You know what I mean? Sure. That can okay. be pretty overwhelming feeling too, because you don't know how to distinguish what you're feeling. Um, but one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, Joe, was when he experiences this and he shares it with you, how do you, how do you approach it? Or how, how do you guys walk down that conversation together? Um, I try to explain, you know, I, I have a belief in all of this as well. So I try and explain to him, you know, that maybe they're just 
trying to make contact with him um, and that they're not there to hurt him. You know, I, I say, well, you know, they've never hurt you. Maybe it scares you, but you know that they're not there to hurt you. Um, they've never physically touched you, and he says no. So I just try and, um, you know, try and help him figure out what it is and make him understand that it's not anything that's going to hurt him and that it's something positive. Yes, definitely. And have you ever had him ask them what they need or or if they need any help? Or have you had, you know, the discussion with him that he can ask them how he can help? Yeah, I've, I've asked him, you know, and, and after he gets over the initial shock of seeing mm-hmm. them, to maybe put that thought out there or to to ask them, you know, who they are and what they want. Um, and so he agreed to do that, but he hasn't he hasn't done it yet. So. And do you know if whether or not you guys are journaling any of these experiences that, you know, maybe that could be a tool for him to release and use some sort of outlet and make sense of it later on down the road? I'm, I'm not sure what you think about that, AJ, but... Um, do you think it would be helpful to write this stuff down? Well, you know, I think it would be a good thing for, for either the mom, which is you, or for him to write it down or even draw it out because these experiences are only going to help him out, but also maybe give you some peace of mind. To apply uh, it. Yeah, to know what's happening and what's going on here. And, you know, even, even like, you know, there there are great books out there. And um, if you're familiar with James Van Prague, he has a good book out there. It's called Looking Beyond, and it's a teenager guide to kind of help children I would recommend using that book or, or looking into it because it'd be a form of his way kind of understanding. And it's his easy read. They give several great exercises for kids. And I think that would be something for him to kind of look into, but also for you to kind of have some little bit more insight after he reads it or after you read okay. it to him, vice versa. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. And, yeah. I've been, I've been just kind of keeping notes on when things happen, but I think he loves to draw. So maybe having him draw the people that he sees would probably be beneficial to him as well. Absolutely. Now, now, Jill, are any of these people, um, these spirits, these entities, um, people that you don't know, or most of them like family or friends? Most of them are people that we don't know, uh, except for some, uh, two of the animals. Okay. So, obviously, he's in tuned. You know, kids, again, are, are activated. I would with, say beyond in tune. Yeah. I wonder if there's something there that, you know, if they start to put these things together, times, dates, details, um, days, you know, if they could be some connection that's greater than what we know right now. Well, your son will become your own little medium. You know what I mean? He, he is really now your own <laughs> little like medium. It. You know what I mean? He is truly tapping into the, the other side. And I think it's about, you know, being aware of it, but also knowing that the pets are around him. Oftentimes when there are pets and, and kids around other children, it's usually an ability of, of having a great sensitivity that is there and also the compassion of this work. Second of all, that he's also, he's connecting with these spirits or these entities that are, not people that you guys know. So they either one, they're like those imaginary friends that are not so much imaginary. They're actually spirit people that he's communicating with. Second of all, there actually can be spiritual guides that he's working with that these guides already showed himself or they showed themselves to him. You know what I mean? So we can have up to, I think like seven guides, but we have three main guides that we work with. We have our, our, our primary guide, excuse me. We have four main guides. We have our master guide, our primary guide, our secondary guide, and our third generic guide. So these are the main guides. What was the, the last four, one? Third generic. So okay, yeah. So these are the main the main guides that we work with that they come through, and it just depends on how they come through. They can come through as kids, um, Buddhist monks, and so on and so forth. And I and I would, um, I don't know what kid at this age would know how to meditate or if they can be taught how to do it. I do believe that art, but but I think art would obviously be the key element, which which you already validated. But I think that's something that he needs to go back and working with because he's at the age of. 
um, eight or nine, I think he said Just nine years old, mm-hmm. where he's already kind of like losing that insight of mm-hmm. the knowledge and math and schooling, all that, all that good stuff. So kind of make note to it and nurture that ability that is there. And, and trust what he's saying and don't, and don't kind of say like, oh, he's just having a great imagination. I, I think it's about kind of walking him down this path gradually and let, let him walk himself down there. Don't kind of push him down that direction because I think if you kind of allow him to go down his own path and kind of see it for what he sees it, he may just, you know, at, at 14 or 15 years old and realize, you know, Drop it. yeah, I mean, I'm, this is not part of me anymore. Maybe that was just sure. a phase I was going through. So as for a mother, just be mom and be a friend and be a supportive person and ask questions, ask plenty of questions during these moments. Yeah, and encourage him to do the same too. Maybe they'll respond to him in some way and he could use utilize that through his art or whatever, um, you know, portal okay. or... Can I ask a question? A- absolutely. Um, I'm just wondering, is this kind of like the natural progression, how things go? It, it started with him just hearing things and then he started, you know, feeling things. And then this just all started in January. And I thought, gosh, is this kind of like natural progression how things go for kids or you know for for, for me it's pretty normal kind of think of it as psychic puberty you know what i mean so kind of think of it this way where he's going through a puberty through psychic through psychicism or or psychic work basically and he's kind of like going to be either hearing feeling smelling um sensing certain what things dreaming about certain things so it's part of him understanding these things and kind of like maturing these um muscles or abilities if you will and I, I wouldn't be fearful of it. I, I think it is pretty normal, but I don't think it's normal for kids who opt to majority of kids that I've seen. Um, don't always like say, I'm seeing this. I'm testing that I'm drawing this. This is what I'm going into. I, I truly feel like your, your child is on a path of, of doing healing work. And if it's not healing work through psychic mediumship, intuition, Reiki, things of that nature, he will be a healer through like speaking and helping people. So if it is being the doctor, the physician, the surgeon, so on and so forth, that's where that's going to come in in a huge way. But that path of him being like a humanitarian, a healing energy, that will never change. That is his life theme. So no matter what he does, he will still be evolving and helping out people, excuse me, helping out people in that form. Okay. Wonderful. Okay, Joe. I hope we, we really answered. appreciate your inquiry. This is very helpful on the topic. Yeah. Thank you, Joe, for so your, much for, for calling in. Appreciate it. Hopefully you can give us a follow up and let us know what happens. Will do. Awesome. All right. You have a great day there. And thank you, you for too. calling in. Bye, Joe. You're listening to Breakthrough with A.J. Barrera. You know, we just had an amazing, you know, caller, Jill, and it was unbelievable because, you know, we have so many kids in this world and society that are dealing with, you know, intuition, psychic work, you know, are, are they the unique one in their school? Are they the unique one in the family? Like these, these are things that happen all the time. And, and again, in the beginning of the show that I said, I felt like I was a kid that was dropped out of a spaceship and planted in my house. So that is the crazy part. And I still feel that he still way, believes it. you know, so that's the thing is though, but here's the thing is that I trusted in God and I trusted in divine to know that I would be doing the right thing to help people and assisting people like Jill's son. So I, I think what Jill has to do is just nurture the ability and n- nurture what he's going through and just trust that it's something not to fear. It's kind of like a puberty stage that he's going through, but psychically or using psychic work, if you will. And I think it's a good thing that we have children and parents that are concerned and relating to the issue. That's what our thing is to help people and assist people and plant these seeds. And I think that's the ultimate goal here. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what um, her follow-up will be and see if there's any progress there. 
with uh, understanding. So that'll be exciting. Absolutely. So tune in the next show. We're going to be talking about intuition here and we're going to be bringing up a lot of great stuff, a lot of great stories and, and quirky and funny and all this good stuff here. So are, are you, you ready, ready for, for a breakthrough? breakthrough? You've been listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera. 